0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two.
1: One. Champions! Wrexham are promoted. They have
0: their storybook ending.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Wrexham Texan. Or should I say, howdy y'all? Welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today. Even though my costume is ridiculous, um, the beard is is going down too far, <laughs> and it's hard for me to talk. Um, today, uh today is an interview with my brother, Matt Green who is obsessed with football he loves it his team is West Ham it's been West Ham for a very long time now and uh today we're going to talk about the FA Cup and how he thinks it could uh it could be improved um he thinks it could be turned into more of an event I'm not gonna just I guess I'm not gonna talk for him right now um he's going to explain it here in a little bit but uh Yeah, I think he has some great ideas. He's been following football for a very long time. He plays football manager like a crazy amount. Um, I try to pick up football manager and play it, but it is so detailed and takes so much time and energy and effort that uh, it's actually uh, something that I just can't do at the moment when I have so many things going on. So hopefully I can get into football manager at some point, but man, he and my best friend back in Dallas, they, they, they play it regularly, religiously. It's, uh, yeah, they're fanatics. They're fanatics about it. So, um, it is the month of December right now. Clearly. And, uh, all these episodes are, are pre-recorded. So, I'm not doing any reactions to games, matches, uh, no news with Wrexham at the moment. Um, you can find all of that stuff over on Instagram and Twitter for the month of December. Um, so, This is a pre-recorded episode, so please drop a like on the video, share it with your friends, um, spread it around. Uh, You can also go follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, WXM Texan, Wrexham Texan. uh, And you can get red hot takes and Texan of the match and quote of the day, tweet of the day, X of the day, whatever you want to call it. Um, Yeah, head on over there and follow me over there. And uh, without further ado, my brother, Matt Green. Here we go. Matt Green, welcome to the show. Thanks for being the first in-person guest for the Wrexham Texan. In the van.
0: That's yeah. what I always dreamed of.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone always dreams between the podcast in a van that is incomplete and uh, needs some more work. You know? um, That's nice. Well, all right. So it is uh, December once this podcast comes out, this will be part of my December series because I'm not going to be recording any podcasts in December, um, only releasing some that are pre-recorded. So today we're going to talk about a few things. One is uh, your how you got into football to begin with. Two is your love for West Ham. And three is your idea for revamping the FA Cup, um, which you're going to get a lot of hate for. And sure. I'm going to get a lot of hate for it um, because people don't like Americans commenting on football.
0: And I get it. it would, you know, we just watched Michigan Ohio State play. It's like if a bunch of Brits came over here and be like, here's how you fix Michigan Ohio State. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I get it.
1: To be fair, though, there are a million ways to fix the college football championship.
0: For sure. There's always ways to fix things, but I, I would understand from their perspective. I'm just throwing out ideas. We'll see if some of them stick. You know,
1: <laughs> Okay. Um, well, first, not every American gets into football and like most Americans play soccer, football, whatever, growing up, but it's not something that sticks with us as we continue to get older. So what was your entrance into either football or the premier league?
0: Yeah, first of all, uh, football, is the best sport to play when you're young. It teaches you spacing and uh, teamwork and everything like that, going to where the ball is gonna be, not where the ball is. So just if you have kids out there, football soccer is the best sport to play when they're young. Otherwise, I really I got into football via international soccer, the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I remember the o2 World Cup. <clears throat> I was staying at my friend Bear Murkison's house and the game we we're playing Mexico and the knockouts. I think game was at 3 30 in the morning 4 30 in the morning and i got <laughs> up right. for it and watched it no one else in the house giant house and i got up and watched it by myself and we won uh dos acero as we do and uh, that was the day where i was like i i like this sport a lot but it was mostly just based around international because when you're in the u.s you just it's hard to find a team yeah and then as the years went on 06 again watched the world cup u.s didn't do so hot and then it was really the 2010 world cup that I watched. That was the Landon anonymous Algeria game. Um, and then I was like, I got to find a team because I love this game. Let's watch it year <laughs> round. And um, a few years earlier, i was slip around on the channels once and I saw West Ham playing Chelsea. Uh, and it was a Paolo DiCaneo game. Paolo Decanio, for those who don't know, West Ham legend. Uh, just Google his famous uh, scissor kicky thing, uh, just Google that. <laughs> Hello, Ducane. This is a kicky thing. And it was that game that I was watching. This is a legendary goal now. I was like, that was pretty cool. And so when I needed a team later, I was like, let's look into West End. Like, I remember them from this game. I didn't want one of the big teams, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Man U, because that's lame. That's like someone coming over here and, you know, cheering for the Yankees. Or the, or the Cowboys, Chiefs. yeah, or the Cowboys, although they stink. So you know, yeah, yeah but
1: hopefully. it is the team that all international fans seem to like, <laughs> exactly, and it's
0: the team that has like the most support in other cities in America other than Dallas. Yeah. Um. So I wanted a different kind of team. West Ham was kind of up and down, and uh, and I watched the movie Green Street Hooligans, <laughs> and I was like this is awesome like what a great movie charlie Hunnam's the best and uh so then i was like ah, i really gotta like deep dive into this team now and so i did loved it just the song i'm, I'm sure you've talked about texas a m on the show
1: so many times and just the
0: heartbreak and so when i heard the the words of the of blowing bubbles um fortune's always hiding i've looked everywhere i was like this is my team <laughs> like who else could it be uh, similar, you know, colors like almost a maroon. Oh, yeah, it's a claret. Um, and so I was like, All right, this is my team. And then, 2011 season, um, that's kind of when I started diving in, and that is when they got uh relegated to the championship and they had the championship final in 2012. Mm. And I was like, This is a perfect time to get going on this team when they're relegated because then you can start, you know, not mm. from the bottom, not right. the but. I'm like this is perfect. Let's do it. Watch the playoff final that year against Blackpool. Late goal from Ricardo Vaz I watched that goal like once a week. <laughs> I remember watching it, but watching it back now with the uh, the broadcast and everything. Faster. <laughs> it's so good. And um, got promoted. And uh, the next couple of years, I was kind of in and out because I was finishing college and stuff. And then uh, yeah. after that, I watched. 90% of West Ham games.
1: There so. we go. Yeah, I have talked many times about the AM m just Texas AM in general, um, football just being that similar to how you did with West Ham and the song and how they are um never really quite winning, but always being like just on a cusp. Uh I always felt like I felt like that when I saw Welcome to Wrexham was like Wrexham seems to always be okay and always in contention, even if they're not up in the Premier league, they're yeah. always in contention in the national league. And, um, yeah, just running of Texas A&M and I immediately felt their pain. Um, yeah. Yeah. What but... about
0: pain that just kind of, you identify with other people's pain. We call it, yeah. if uh, Jake hasn't mentioned on the show, we call it battered Aggie syndrome <laughs> battered Aggie where syndrome. you essentially, you've just lost so many times that when you lose now, you're just like, hey. You know, that's the way it goes. Yep. It I the mean, there's right generally
1: now. one one game a year where I throw a fit and throw something against a wall, and that's when a and knocked out of playoff contention. That happened this year already. Um, yeah. Today we lost to LSU, and it was I just sat there silently fuming on the couch while we all watched the Ohio State-Michigan game. Um,
0: it was the LSU had lost 18 straight games down by 10 in the second half. And, uh, and then we, we let them score 10 30. The half.
1: Yeah, we let them score 32 points in the second half to destroy us. Um, so that was, I mean, it it was just heartbreak, but today was, uh, I know this is like three weeks later, but this is the day we beat Morecambe. Wrexham beat Morecambe 6-0. So it was a good, it was a good morning. It was a good start to the day at least. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about West Ham's current, uh, run of form. Yeah. Current run of form. Um, so let's see last game y'all won was, what is it? Two one.
0: Yeah, we beat Burnley this morning. Thomas Sochik, late winner, ninety plus one. Um dreadful about seventy-five minutes. And then uh team picked it up at the end. Two subs, Ben Rama and uh Obama came in and uh really turned that game around, got an own goal, and then Suchik with the late winner. Second uh second consecutive game with the late winner Hmm. for Sochik. So yeah, coming off the international break, it was. We needed that when we were sputtering a bit before, and uh, it was not a pretty game. But you know, wins are wins. You
1: weren't sputtering too hard though. Like you only lost one. It was more. That.
0: It was. It, it, it was more. The team looked like they were running out of ideas creatively, and mm, um, gotcha. there were just just some issues in the team. Uh, a couple of injuries. Michael Antonio looks like he's going to be out a while. Jared Bowen, are easily our best player right now. Gotcha. Uh, best attacker, anyway. Score.
1: You had lost quite game. a few in October.
0: Yeah, lost a, a Europa League game yeah. at uh, Olympiacos, which was not great.
1: Tied with Newcastle, got smashed by Villa. Yeah, yeah, that got game beat was by Olympiacos. Yep, I've never even heard of that. Team. That's a Greek
0: team. Yeah, it was, I can uh, tell. Europa League.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, But the table, it's it's not going horribly for y'all. You're mid table. Yeah. Uh, no, it's
0: it's it's. Yeah,
1: as of this, this recording, is... you're number nine.
0: It's very controversial with David Moyes because it's our manager.
1: People want him out.
0: He's had a lot of success here, though. And the people that want him out, it it feels like maybe they weren't here before where we were, you know, the Sam Allardyce days, where we were fine. Mm-hmm. You know, days where we were just scraping to avoid relegation. Now, last year, we win the Europa Conference League. We're in the Europa League. The year before that, we get to the semifinals of the Europa League. Jared Bowen hits the post in the 92nd minute to tie and go to extra time against Frankfurt. We're in the Europa League final with a shot at Champions League. And now two years later, after winning Europa Conference League, everybody's like, get Moyes out. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, I understand it because. I mean, you did are, all, are,
1: yeah, you did almost get relegated last year. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, last year for a while. At the end, it was pretty safe. Okay. Um, but. It, it was um i that was that's three years ago now that we almost got really good. last year it was it was close for a while but in the end it was relatively gotcha easy. and gotcha. um and so i i understand kind of wanting it, we, we have too many games where we don't seems like we don't have a plan mm. offensively attacking wise um but <laughs> i west ham having this amount of success would have been unfathomable 15 <laughs> years ago Price. and out uh, for people to call him you know, wanting him out. It's wild to me because if you brought, if somebody brought this kind of success to AM, there'd be a statue already. Right. You know, if he, if it's just wild. Yeah. The British mindset is strange in this regard because in America, we think we fire coaches too quickly. It's, much wilder in in England, yes. In terms of managers, and I
1: I've addressed that repeatedly on on this show because last week we got smoked by Accrington Stanley, who's not bad. They're in the top seven, Um, and we had people calling for Parky to get fired. And it's like he just brought us up. He just got us promoted. We're in promotion run for next season, and one game goes wrong, and they already want him. Yeah axed. So it's
0: crazy. One of our good buddies, Sam, and I have discussed this at length about there's something about the Brits, which I actually really appreciate, where it's often more about your style of soccer and how beautiful the soccer is that you play, hence the, the beautiful game, mm-hmm. versus results. I I think there is a good chunk of British people that would much rather their team get relegated to play pretty soccer. Where you're <laughs> passing it about good ball movement, controlling the ball, pushing forward, and they'd be happy to get relegated, kind of stay in the championship level if they're playing that way. I, I could be wrong about that, but that's my what I've kind of gathered of my years of being on Twitter and other <laughs> other internet spaces. Um, whereas I think in America, if if you won every American football game three to two, the fan base again you're getting a statue if you win every game it doesn't matter how how you win that game you're a legend and i think in england it's not that way and i i I haven't been able to put my finger on why it's that way Mm. but i do kind of appreciate that where it's like i'd actually rather pay my money to go to the game and watch an entertaining product and maybe lose a bit more Mm -hmm. whereas in america it's just all about the results i don't know this is kind of just a bit of a theory sam and i have that we've been i mean that's
1: interesting like I don't know. I was never. I mean, uh, our mom, like mom, hates teams that play what she calls trash basketball. Yeah. And like, even if they're really good, like Xavier, half the time yeah. she hates them because of how they play. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know any Xavier fans. So like, are there any? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few out there. But like, I, wanting it to look pure and like good sport yeah um so I, I get that motivation but like if you're winning who gives a crap yeah like that that's crazy to me um and so yeah i mean asking for people to get cut people to get fired after like one or two mistakes is yeah. idiotic in my opinion
0: it's silly for sure but i i i get it only from the perspective of Relegation exists where in America it doesn't. So, mm. if you're really falling down the table, which obviously Rexham was not after one loss to Accrington, um, that perspective, yeah, it might you might need a little bit of a, of a shorter leash on relegation potential, you know, teams like in, in England. So, I get it from that perspective. If a team is really, really struggling, it might be a good idea to, to have that short leash, but yeah, Parky. One year at Rex, two years at Rexham. second year they get hmm. promoted, first year, devastating playoff loss. Yeah. Um, and now they're, what, top
1: six? They're second.
0: They're second now?
1: Yeah. After today? After, all those after today, they're second in the league.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but even, let's assume they had lost today and they're, they're still sitting, like, top half. Yeah, they'd be seventh. It's your first year in League Two and your top half. You're calling yeah. for the manager to be saying That's silly. It's. I mean,
1: it's absolutely silly. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it's a small minority. Nonetheless, um, so just for anybody who's watching this or listening to this, we are in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi. I'm the internet here is horrendous. I'm trying to get pages to load, and they're just not loading. So we're not going to have a lot of um, things for you to look at besides me and Matt's faces. So I apologize. Um, uh, but the reason you wanted to come on the show is to talk about the FA Cup, and we, as Wrexham fans, love the FA Cup because. Over the years, we've been known for giant killings, is what we call it. One of your um, giant killings. And uh yeah, I mean, our one of our our commentators last week or a couple weeks ago, just out of nowhere, just said, "I love giant killing," <laughs> and just that was it. That was yeah. the whole line. Is nothing else. Um, and last year, we took Sheffields, um, who's now in the Premier League, but apparently sucks. Right? They're yeah, not they're doing struggle. well. Yeah, um, we took them uh, to a replay. Yep. And nearly came the out. The replay was crazy. The replay was a crazy game. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, I mean, I, I love the FA Cup. I've mentioned this many times, just any tournament style. Yeah. Any t- tournament style sport is like my favorite thing on earth. So um, what, first of all, what are your thoughts on the FA Cup, how it is right now?
0: I absolutely love the FA Cup, the tradition of it, the grandeur of it. Um It just, as we get kind of more and more international soccer where, you know, the Super League tried to form a couple years ago, we've got Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, all those things are huge. You've got, now they're expanding the Club World Cup to uh, 32 teams every December. Um, It just seems like these cups, these, uh, you know, domestic cups are losing a bit of the interest of the fans. You get, you know, sometimes half empty stadiums at these games, especially for the bigger teams, you know, who are in Europe and things like that, mm. uh, which is sad because I, I genuinely love the FA Cup and I want the best for it. And that's why I have these suggestions. It's not, it's not uh, like this is lame. It's I love the FA Cup. and yeah. I think my idea would solve a lot of the issues of the FA Cup, make it like a proper event mm. for about three weeks. Um and and then you, you, i get you still have the final at the end of the season last day of the season at, at Wembley so that's yeah. not that's uh, that's going to be down the road but um that's okay just well, to preface yeah i just yeah. wanted to say that at the start so people didn't yeah. know all, you know but that that should be the way the english soccer season ends is the fa cup at Wembley and that's how it would be so yeah. um but i love the fa cup any suggestion i have i'm happy to hear constructive compliments about it <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I love the FA Cup.
1: All right. So what is your idea for changing the FA Cup and trying to draw in more people to watch watch these games? So
0: the idea, much like uh, March Madness and American College Basketball, is to make it an event, a short couple, few-week event that um, I think will get everyone excited because it's the only thing. Mm, right, okay. it's the only thing there. um So the first from August to December, everything's exactly the same. You have uh the lower teams, you know, National League teams, mm-hmm. you know, way down teams, <laughs> tenth division teams, all trying to qualify to get into the FA Cup proper. And then the first Saturday of January ish, sometimes the eighth, you get the third round of the FA Cup. I believe it's the third round, which is the first round that. The top teams are in the Premier League teams and Mm -hmm. I think a couple championship teams. That is when the FA Cup field is at 64, which is exactly what March Madness is in college basketball. So now that first Saturday of January, so the Premier League can still have what they call their festive fixtures. You know, you have your Boxing Day games, your New Year's Eve games, your New Year's Day games. Mm -hmm. All that's still the same. So the broadcast money for... NBC and all the you know sky sports whatever it doesn't you don't lose any of that and now the first saturday of january you start The 64 team tournament of the fa cup you have well technically that friday so you would play friday saturday sunday Every team plays so it's essentially all day saturday <laughs> and sunday. You'll get some night games. Maybe friday maybe maybe you start a couple afternoon games that day because it's, yeah. Even though it's a work day.
1: Yeah,
0: and then the next week at I'll get, uh, I'll come back to something in a sec. And then the next week you'd play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. And then the next weekend you'd play Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And that would be the round of 16.
1: And by you play, you don't mean each team plays every single day.
0: Correct. I mean, it's essentially a bracket. Right. Right. So it, this is, would probably be the most controversial thing. With, gone are the draws after each round so you know each round they have a new draw you see who you're playing what you would essentially do is draw it all beforehand right so you would say this team you know this team this team this team and then the winner of the this winner game of this game plays the winner of this game all the way through to the final right so that you know exactly where you're going so that first friday if you play uh then you're going to play that tuesday you know mm-hmm. exactly where you're going you can make travel arrangements you can do all those things tv crews can get there etc cetera, etc cetera. so no more draws. You just draw it all out front. It's still a draw. It's still random. It's still kind of fun to look at and see, Oh, what's our path? Oh, we got an easy path. Like, this is great. <laughs> so it helps with that. So the first essentially week, 10 days mm-hmm. from a Friday to the following Monday, you'd play three rounds of it. So you'd play the round of 64, Okay. you'd play the round of 32 and you play the round of 16. Now you've whittled it down to eight teams. Yeah. And so then you wait the whole week. That next weekend, you would play um, Thursday, Friday, the round of eight. Yeah. And then um, Sunday, Monday. And so okay. you would essentially get it down. Or you could do – it doesn't really matter. Like you could do Saturday, Sunday, and then play the two final four games on a Wednesday, Thursday. Right. It so doesn't... it's it's two, 2-2, two, then one one. Exactly. And then – the next weekend you could go back to premier league games because you've already whittled it down to two. Right. So you go back to league games. What this does is you just essentially have a two and a half to three week time span where the FA Cup is the thing to watch. You right. know what's coming next game, you can follow your team straight through on this on this journey and it's all right <laughs> there, it's all laid out before you. And I I just think it would make it much more of a spectacle, much more of, it, of an event and not only that, but the Premier League, um, well, all leagues, basically, uh, have a transfer window in January. Right. So during this January transfer window, rather than playing just a ton, ton, ton of important league games, you can play cup games where you're trying to get players in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about all that while you're playing league games. You know, you're just playing cup games and that matter. But I think to most teams, they don't matter as much as the league. Right. So you're still able to, kind of do business on the side without having to worry about kind of cohesion and stuff for big league games yeah
1: and the teams that are that make it far in the cup especially the lower league teams if they need to rest one of their star players or if one of their big players is injured then they have time to recover during sure. that january transfer window which is nice
0: well yes but i think for the lower league so like right now Most lower leagues later in the season, even on FA Cup Saturdays, you'll still they'll still schedule games. Assuming not all their teams are still going to be in the FA Cup, right? So I think you would continue that on if you're say League One. Like I think Mm. League One would schedule games in January, and just like they do later in the year, if one of their teams happens to be in the final eight, final sixteen, you would just push those games back to where later in the season you'll play a Wednesday game or whatever. Right. So I I don't think it's a huge scheduling issue from their perspective at all you just push those games back yeah. like you would any other time yeah um so I, I i don't really see the downside here except that the premier league might not like getting pushed for 3 weeks right but i think in the end it would be good
1: It'd be for different. soccer yeah for sure
0: yeah i think it would be a lot of fun be a really good spectacle and i think if you're trying to get more not that this is their goal but if they're trying to get americans to watch i think that's like <laughs> a great 'Cause all Americans watch the World Cup. It's crazy. There's a
1: ton of Americans too. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's just a good thing to kind of draw different fan bases in and have a really yeah. fun three week long event. And again, you would play the final four uh that midweek, uh near the end of January, but the final still the last game of the season at Wembley after yeah. the Premier League's over, before the Champions League final. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. That tradition's still alive.
1: Yeah. Totally and it would bring in tons of tourists Yeah, like so many I mean Americans would come over but also people from other like from European countries from South American countries like all the because it makes it more concentrated so that you if you show up for one game of the FA Cup you might be able to go to two or three of your team playing exactly rather than it being so spaced out that maybe you can plan a trip if you win this coming game exactly and so like planning yeah that'd be really fun because then you could also go see games that that you wouldn't normally get to see
0: well what i was going to say the other thing is um if if they wanted to do this to cut down on travel um you could just take either four or eight teams and concentrate them in a city Mm -hmm. so you could have you know newcastle man uh, manchester birmingham london and so you could just kind of take eight teams and put them there. So fans can travel there. You're getting tourist money. Yes, They might get to see their team play three games in a week on a cup run. It's just, I think it should just really be a blast for fans. And yeah. not, not just tourist fans, but home fans as well. Uh, and, you know, if you do have them in kind of neutral site cities, like, you, you know, you get neutrals going and stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. Obviously, you want the home atmosphere. I think that would be ideal to have the home atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But if they felt like that's too much travel, especially for lower league teams, you know you could either make the you know higher team that's making more money pay for their travel which is reasonable yeah i think or uh you just concentrate it all in in a couple cities
1: i like it because i mean i've said this a million times on this show like march madness is by far my fa- my favorite event besides maybe the world cup um but the world cup isn't even as concentrated as this like it's only the round games that are as concentrated yeah um, i mean can
0: you imagine That first Friday, Saturday, Sunday, (laughs) you're playing 32 games over three days. You know, you've got a game starting at 10 a.m. English time. You know, 11, 12. You just start a game basically every hour on Saturday and Sunday, and then Friday you might start them at you know two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon, to where guys can just take off you know an afternoon and and get to the game. So I think uh, I, I think that first weekend, and then you go to the round of 32 midweek, and then the round of 16 the next weekend guys still getting three days rest minimum, mm-hmm. um, which is great for the players. You don't have to play on two days rest. That was kind of the whole goal of it. All right. And, but it's just so many games in such a concentrated time that, you know, you're having four screens on three screens. i <laughs> watching a ton of games. I, I think it would be an absolute blast. And yeah, no, that's yeah, that was good. Kind of, I, I mean, another
1: big yeah. selling point is that you'd be able to be drunk for like three days straight <laughs> if you're watching these games. So, for all that, you UK people, that'd be great for y'all. <laughs> I don't
0: think they have a problem with
1: that, that is, So, yeah, but that, that, you know, that'd just be fun to see that much football so many days in a row, epic games, like giant killings, like all sorts of stuff. Like, it'd be way more fun,
0: big time. And you're coming off kind of the Christmas, New Year's period, and usually there's like A lull, just culturally, after that, where everybody's like, "Okay, the excitement's over. Like, let's go back into the drudgery of our jobs." But now it's like, "Oh, we got this whole big event. We got this huge FA Cup event coming the next few weeks. Like, what a great way to uh, enter into the new year, and also, like I said, be able to kind of be able to do business in the transfer window Mm. without necessarily having to like risk uh, uh, important league games, which could us Yeah, and and also I think it ends up helping the league because, especially the Premier League later in the year, they have to take Saturdays off to play FA Cup games. Mm. So now you're just pushing it into January, and now you can play five, six straight weeks later in the year. Yeah, the Premier League you don't have to take a break for the FA Cup,
1: right? Yeah, that was one thing that that killed us last season. We ended up doing okay, but we ended up having nine games in January. Yeah, um, because a few got rained out or snowed out or something, yeah. iced out, maybe. Um, around that time in, in January. And, but we, I mean, we ended up, I think, winning seven and losing one and drawing one. So yeah. we did okay. Yeah. But that's exhausting. And people got injured during that time of too. Of course they did. Yeah, because that's that's the way to get it. Speaking injured.
0: of that, though, that was the other thing. Um, a tradition of the FA Cup is the replay. In mm. my system, I think the replay would have to go. The guys are playing so many games already. If it, if we went to kind of a strict schedule, yeah. I think there'd be no more replays, which I hate. I do enjoy a good replay, but so many games are being played now, like lower leagues, 46 games in a season plus cups. Yeah. And they have an extra cup now with uh, like a check-and-trade trophy or whatever it's yeah, called. Whatever it's called. Papa yeah. John's, uh, I don't know. It,
1: it changes every year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I think replays would have to go, which would suck, but I think it'd be better for everyone, and you'd still get on with the strict schedule, and you'd just go to, you yeah. know, penalty kicks, which, you know, everybody enjoys a good shootout.
1: Heck yeah. And at the very least, let's just get rid of the word replay, because it's idiotic. Because if you're watching a replay, um, that doesn't mean you're watching another game. It's a rematch, people. You call it a match. Let's call it a rematch. <laughs> like it makes no sense to call it a replay a Fair point. I
0: I didn't en- I I do Enjoy kind of the weird terms that they throw in like Uh a tie isn't a tie a tie is a matchup You know right and and stuff like that. I, I do right. enjoy the british lingo uh, uh,
1: sometimes british lingo drives me nuts, but i'm sure american lingo drives them nuts too. Yeah australian lingo is Bizarre, bizarre. for all you australians out there. True. Um all right, well, I'm I'm a huge fan of this. I think they'll definitely adopt this if oh, yeah. they see this podcast, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so tweet
0: it out there. Get it tweet, to the, yeah. uh, the head you, of the FA. There Buy you them. go.
1: I think we'll, we'll make some clips of this and send it and try to push it and yeah. tag, tag them. So if you think this is a good idea, go, uh, I don't know, spread this podcast around. Yeah, spread it across the UK, far and wide. Um, all right, we're almost out of time, but before we go, when do you think Wrexham will be playing West Ham? What year?
0: Not not cup-wise. We're talking, in, I'm the talking in the league. I mean, we could easily get relegated twice over the next three years. Just... <laughs> I'll say, I say we stay in the Premier League and we'll see Wrexham in a league match. I think I think it's going to get harder. I think the championship is the hardest league to get out of. I'm going to say the year is 2032.
1: Okay, so we've got nine years nine to years. make it up.
0: That's not that's that, not crazy. That would be, I mean, that would be an epic run through the leagues. I think y'all should be happy with that. Yeah,
1: it's not, not crazy. 2040,
0: I would think that y'all <laughs> should be ecstatic. It's it's hard to win. Yeah. like you can pay for as much as you want. It is just brutal to try to win soccer
1: games yeah and i'm not sure now that i think about it man i, I i'm still learning about the history of, of Wrexham's team um there's just so much of it that i'm not even sure we've made it to the premier league before yeah. I, think we're, I think we're in the championship it was the highest we've got. um and so yeah the idea of making it to the premier league um people seem to think what are, okay also what are your thoughts on there we just get tons and tons of hate because ryan reynolds and rob mcelhaney bought the team and now we have an influx of cash and they're saying we're doing it unnaturally going up through the leagues what are your thoughts on all that
0: um my only issue would be if they're doing it in an unsustainable way where if um they don't get promoted a couple years or get relegated the team Goes into administration, goes bankrupt. That would be my only issue. If the books are good and they're making good investments and they're making money and the club is making money and it's sustainable, yeah, that's great. That's my only issue. Is is because you see, owners come in and buy teams and just spend a ton of money Mm -hmm. and they don't get promoted like they hope, and so the money runs out and the team ends up uh, going into administration and and uh, struggling. So that's the only that's the only thing I'd say. I don't care how you do it as long as you're not putting the team and the community at risk while doing it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and they've they've mentioned a couple times that uh, if they didn't get promoted last season, they'd be in the red and they'd have a bunch of problems. I have a hard time actually believing that that is 100% the truth, considering, just considering the advertisers, the sponsors, all of the attention we get, all, like we get, I guarantee you, we get so much supplemental income yeah. from all these other revenue streams. Not only that,
0: but if they do start struggling for money, like to think Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenny can't go out and find a rich friend and just be like, hey, invest in the team. Right. Of, course. of course they could. They could yeah. find probably 300 people who will throw, you know, 10, 20 mil at the team. So it's not, yeah. I don't think that's an issue for Wrexham but i i i just again i hope that i want these communities to have like teams that they're proud of and even if they're not getting promoted and doing amazingly that they're still a source of pride in the community and i don't want Mm -hmm. them you know losing money and get going bankrupt so yeah
1: and that they've made that very clear that the community comes first so yeah um they've done a good job with that so far i think so well that'll do it um thanks for coming on the thanks for having this
0: is the boss i'll do it again anytime
1: heck yeah well whenever we're together or uh you have a better setup when you're not looking at eight screens at once and we'll
0: do one at march madness uh there we go and we'll uh we'll look at the bracket and we'll imagine it with english team.
1: yes uh, actually that's a really good idea we'll show what a march madness weekend is like what the first weekend is in march madness. maybe get uh Cause FA cup uh, will still be happening at that point. Yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll do another FA cup follow That'd be cool. All right. That'll do it. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man. So there you have it. That was my brother uh, talking about the FA cup and the improvements that could possibly be made. I, I really love a lot of the ideas. Um, I think uh, they would add a whole lot of value and interest in the FA cup, especially um, outside of, of the UK i think that it would allow more people to come and visit during those 3 weeks that he proposed I, man i just think it would be a fantastic idea so um if you're out there and you have any influence over these things uh just take some notes see you know just take some notes maybe run it by some people who uh who make those kinds of decisions because <laughs> i know traditions uh aren't easily changed but this could be an interesting one. Um, so I would love to see that in the future. If it'll actually happen, who knows, but, uh, it's fun to punt or not pontificate. It's fun to just muse about, about what might be, um, and what we want to happen. So there it is. Um, yeah. Click that like button, drop a like on the video, share it with your friends. Um, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter and uh yeah and next week is the year-end wrap up it is uh, a look back on the past year of Wrexham, the past 6 months of this podcast uh it is just an end cap on 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 uh i guess yeah 2023 which is you know it'll be December 30th 31st whatever whatever next week is 31st yeah 31st um so it is literally the day before 2024 so um come back next week 12 p.m Eastern 5 p 5 p.m GMT for some more Wrexham Texan thank y'all so much for watching up the town
0: My soul' gonna your see you're gonna see here
1: And if you knock my soul with all your strength, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find it.